Are you are you a big Cubs fan? No. <laughs> <laughs> are listening to the liquid flannel podcast with your hosts i'm chuck and i'm brendan i watched the kansas city royals i guess just because of the uh the soccer team down there but the cubs i mean i guess i would say that i like them better than the white Sox, but baseball's a hard sport for me to watch oh absolutely unless i'm at the stadium um yeah dude even then it's tough. It's so long. It's so slow. Right. It's like they play a hundred million, like what, 156 games a season? Yeah, it takes it's forever. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah, each game is like four hours long. It's like an all-day affair. You know, just make a sport. I mean, if it's a sport where you can do it that many times, you know, is it really a sport? I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a sport where it's better to, instead of watching it live, to just like look at a spreadsheet after it happened and be like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, sp- the spreadsheet's great. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> look at these batting averages. This mm-hmm. is amazing. Oh. And then check the web gems for the diving catch in the outfield, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff on ESPN. Although, for a little while there on the ESPN app, for some reason, you could scroll through all kinds of sports and there was cricket on there. And the Caribbean Premier League was happening in the summer. So I started watching that instead of baseball. And it's pretty much the same boringness, but with a little bit of a twist. With cricket, the game can go for like days, right? Because it's like until a certain score is reached or something. So Well, there's certain types of cricket, and that's, that's one type of cricket. But the type that they play in the Caribbean Premier League, and in a lot of leagues in general, like professional leagues, is Test 20 cricket, where I think it's 20 overs or something like that. Which is like when you hit the ball and then run back and forth or whatever? No, I, it's, I think it's outs. I'm, okay, that may, no, that makes sense too. Mm-hmm. It's either outs or it's people up to bat. Like, if you've had 20 people up to bat. Right. Actually, you and know And with what? cricket, the way that it works is, like, instead of an out, don't you get... They have to, like, hit the sticks and knock the, something off the top of the sticks or something? Yeah, That's what the an wickets. out is? Yeah. So, like, if they if you keep deflecting it or, or, what, or they keep missing, it could just go and go and go? So, basically, yeah, if you're up to bat, you know, there's two people up that are batting. They're at the wickets. The bowler is trying to hit the wicket with the ball. And so he throws and it has to bounce first. And then the batter is basically defending the wicket and hitting it away. And once it goes away, he can choose to run or to not run. If they do run, every time they go back and forth, it's a point. Or if it hits, you know, the edge barrier outside right because there's like a big it's like a big oval kind of and they're like in the middle it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool it's kind of like quidditch from harry potter too in a way (laughs) in what way (laughs) well and just the way that's like it's an oval there's like two there's hidden bludgers around Mm. you know how harry potter works chuck you're a super (laughs) fan right you just study the intricacies of, of of quidditch you know, I know all about the game. Every game, including those fantasy games that aren't really games. <laughs> did you ever Quidditch. read? You never read Harry Potter? Or nothing I never like read that? the Harry Potter. You never Potters. saw the books or, or the movies? I did see the movie, and I saw the movie where they're playing that game. And right. I mean, it looks like soccer on brooms. Right. Or and one, they go to the Quidditch World Cup, like a crazy spectacle, and everyone's there, and it's nuts. Mm-hmm. It's like a big festival. Was it as corrupt as FIFA? 
Yeah, because the the Quidditch Cup. Yeah, because the because the <laughs> the evil people like bombed it. So for sure, man, it was all there was all on the inside inside job. So to make sure that our stream of consciousness here does actually have some facts instead of us just wondering about stuff, don't try to bring facts. Um, you know, well, no fact yeah. checks. We're anti fact check. Fifty percent of America would say that facts are the thing that Trump wants to just go up and grab. Test 20 cricket. Do you think 50% of Americans even know what cricket is? No. I mean, they maybe know like it's a sport. You know, I think that they know it's a sport maybe because they've seen it mocked once or something. (laughs) Actually, in major metropolitan areas, they know it's a sport. When I was on the metro in D.C., a dude walked on with a cricket bat. So Those are some sweet bats. Yeah, no, they are totally sweet. And you do know what it is. They're all like, it's like a paddle, Mm -hmm. half paddle, half bat. It's mm-hmm. all squared off. So basically, in T20 cricket, the game uh, in a the two teams have a single inning each, which is restricted to a maximum of twenty overs. An over is a set of six balls bowled from one end of the cricket pitch. So you get okay. Six, so it's like instead of three, six it's pitches. Six? Well, well, I guess because it depends on if they hit it or instead whatever. Instead of right? three strikes, because it would be like <clears throat> if a if a strike was whether you hit it or were out, you get six pitches until you're out. And if you get the six pitches, that's one over, and you get 20 overs in T20 cricket. As a long time, it seems like. Well, it's actually a shorter time than in the regular game, because the regular game can go for days. But T20 game is completed typically in about three hours. Okay. Which so is it's like equivalent about to like a baseball, a game. baseball game. So, but um, even with baseball, if they go, you know, they got like tenth inning if it's tied and, and stuff, and right, an inning can innings. take forever. Right, if a team's running it up or mm-hmm. well, and but in T twenty, it never seems to be the case. I mean, because you're looking at not just how many runs are scored, you're also looking at how many outs in those amount of overs. So. You can have way more outs and be tied in runs or something, depending on how many people hit home runs or hit the boundary or whatever. So I guess that's about all I needed to know about cricket. Yeah, cricket but... cup fever is just sweeping the nation right Dude, now. Dude, we should watch it. We should we should broadcast, do like podcasts of the Caribbean Premier League the next time it's on. Just watch it and just broadcast. You know, my and stuff. my my next door neighbor is like oh, a dude. women's cricket coach or whatever. <gasps> Yes. She's, she's in India right now, but she'll be back soon, so we need to, interview we need to totally get together. That would be a great interview. Talk about some cricket action. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're opening up horizons for people on the Liquid Flannel podcast. Uh, that's that's going to be the goal. Right. But yeah, the the Cubs World Series. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I guess it'd be cool if they won, it'd just be... to get it over with so they could <laughs> shut up for a while about mm. being <laughs> never winning. Well, they've already won the World Series of having the least racist mascot. So, you know, <laughs> right. there's always going to be that yeah. for Chicago. Oh, like, I never watch <laughs> baseball, pretty much. It's cool to see the Cubs games and to see that Cleveland's Indians smiling, you know, Indian brave mascot or whatever right on the sleeve of every uniform. Oh yeah, they're proud of it. Right. And it's like, oh, there was a controversy about the Redskins? Oh yeah. This is way racister than that. Like oh, it's yeah. way more racist. Oh yeah. I uh, I would be curious to see what some of our friends would think about that <laughs> because I remember getting off social media after talking with them. <laughs> 
about it. No one seems to talk about this. I wonder maybe if they win the World Series, they can like afford a rebrand, <laughs> get yeah. a graphic designer up in there. Well, just make it a tomahawk or something. I don't know. I think the reason that it's not talked about is because the name is slightly less offensive than the name Redskins. Right. No, know? it's true. The name is which is the Cleveland Indians, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of neutral. Um, neutral in an ignorant way. <laughs> right. Since... It's not like Redskin. Like that's right. pretty. That's kind of weird. Right. But the mascot is just is it's ridiculous. It's like. <laughs> a little black sambo for native americans i Seriously, mean it's yeah a like 1930s racist caricature master popo style <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for sports related indigenous peoples <laughs> and i had totally forgot it existed until i saw it on tv until in, these, in these world series games going like wait what this is <laughs> they're still doing that i can't i can't believe especially when when they show the team logos a lot of times they just use the c for right. the Cubs, they use the C. Right. For the Indians, they also use a C. They're yeah. both red Cs. It's the most generic logo ever that Different they use font. on like the box score. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, they don't just want to like slap the smiling Indian up there. Yeah, you know, they could just put C H I and C L E. You know, that would be okay. No, the uh, the Indians. The Cubs have that weird like bear logo too. That's like really weird looking. Mm-hmm. That like they don't really actually use that much. Oh no, and it's also um, all the Chicago pro logos are pretty um, relevant in the gay scene. So you know the Cubs, Bears. Oh, that's yeah. true. Is that yeah. what, is that where that originated from? No, is that's that... not at all where it originated from. I think it probably had to do with actual bears that were native to that region. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I thought you were going to say all their logos were terrible. And well, I would be like, well, they have the Bulls. Is, I think Bulls is pretty good. The Bulls Even good. that, I think it's kind of a little dated now. Like, they haven't updated it since, what, like the 80s? It seems Do like it's you been a long to? time. I mean, it, if it's not racist or anything like that or you know, <laughs> why blatantly offensive, it? why not keep the tradition alive? You know, I mean, right. you can't really improve upon the Chicago Bull. I mean, I couldn't see them doing a new thing that would be as good as well. You spend so much money in the branding and crafting that brand that you would just have to put all that effort into doing the same thing for a new brand. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I mean, there's so many teams that could use rebranding. The Browns, number one. Yeah. You gotta get something going on in there. The Bills, I think the Bills are also terrible. Um, mm-hmm. What's your what's your team <laughs> what's your team most in need of a rebrand? You know, MLS. There's probably several teams that could use a rebrand oh, there. Like, yeah, like the New England Revolution or whatever. Mm, they're yeah, they're maybe that, really uh, neat when they got like that Crayola looking logo <laughs> with the flag. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just always thought it was terrible the names that they picked in the inaugural seats in DC United. I I just didn't feel good with those names. As far as branding, though, I don't know. Maybe, hmm, let's go with the NFL. I would say, man, I can't even think of it. Because I guess I just don't care as much. You just don't care. What about college, though? College rebrands. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of college teams out there with some whack logos. When Creighton redid theirs, I thought that was really good. Creighton's was really good. I like UNO's a lot. I would like Yeah, UNO's to, new stuff is, is pretty good too. I would like to see them do some more throwback though every once in a while and bring out the logo from the eighties where the UN it was like the UNO letters were in the shape of the Maverick Bull. 
and I don't know if I've ever horns. seen that, but that's oh no, you know what? I think I have seen that, right? Yeah, it's you'll see it on a patch, like a shoulder patch on the hockey yeah. jersey. Which, by the way, the hockey team they got owned this weekend. Oh really? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, well, last season they did super great, right? They got to no. Like, they did oh, not. Was it? They I did thought... terrible last season. But Maybe the, it was season the season before, before. They, okay. yeah. I'm a year off. Yeah, yeah. No, they made it to the Frozen Four a couple seasons ago. But last season, I think they lost like 10 games at home or something. They like went on like a seven or eight game losing streak. It was Ooh. pretty bad. But yeah, this year they were back and they won the Alaska tournament. The Bryce Goal Rush. <laughs> So they won that. They were the first team that wasn't from the state of Alaska in the last nine years to win that championship. So that was cool. But they came back. And in hockey, college hockey, they play two games in a weekend. They play like a Friday game and a Saturday game. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So the Friday game, UNO came, they tied it four to four. I think they started out ahead. But then the game on Saturday, they were up two to nothing and ended up losing five to two or something. Mm. So... Not a good look, but, you know, it's early in the season. Maybe they're just working the kinks out and stuff. Man, in the college arena... Oh, there's a team called the Blue Hose. Let me see which team <laughs> the that Blue is. Hose? They, yeah, they need wow. a rebrand. I agree. That's, that, is not, that is not a good name. Football. What What is the hoe referencing? Like a, like a gardening it's, implement? It's the Presbyterian Blue Hose. And what it is, <laughs> <What> is... <laughs> it's not what you think it is. I'll I tell you that right now. I don't right know now. what I think it is. <laughs> it is the socks. It's hose. Because back in the day. Is this like a women's team? No. <laughs> no. Back in the day, it, socks were stockings yeah. or hose. There's a, the basketball team, or I guess there's all their sports. Are the, all are their this? sports. So Yeah. I mean, I guess in baseball, there's so many. There's like the Red Sox. There's the White Sox. Right. Why not, you know, why not the blue hose? Right. <laughs> the blue hose. Yeah. That's so great. I would say that they need a rebranding. <laughs> I'm I'm looking to see how I'm just envisioning they... their rebranding as like a blue garden hose. Right. Being like, we're going to wash out the competition. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Done. Rebrand complete. They are in Clinton, South Carolina. They only have 1,100 students on campus <laughs> in their Division One. They have been a school since 1880. Wow. I'm sure that they weren't playing sports, calling themselves the Blue Hose in 1880. Yeah, they dominated like a hit a hoop with a stick when that <laughs> yeah. was a big sport. It was a <laughs> yeah. classic sport yeah. back in the day. They they came in five, like five years in a row. They won the championship for putting a person in a tire and rolling them down a hill <laughs> <laughs> and not getting sick. I don't know. <laughs> That's know? Awesome. What was that team, that college team that tried to do a rebrand? Ole Miss, where they tried to do oh, it Star Wars? No, they, they were trying to get rid of the original mascot because it was the Rebels. And I mean, in the '80s, everyone would just be flying Confederate flags at Ole Miss games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. It was all about it. It's classic style, you know. So they were getting rid of it. Was this running rebel or something? Or it was the Ole Miss rebel something? It looked like Colonel Sanders, honestly. <laughs> you know. So they said we need to get rid of that plantation owner or something. <laughs> I'm sure is what his backstory is. And so they had write in on campus where you could write in your suggestion, and I think. Admiral Akbar became the popular Cause the, one. Because the Star Wars Rebels. Right. The Rebel Alliance. Mm -hmm. 
But, but then, um, yeah, I thought then they were like, we can't even get permission because George Lucas is like a jerk and he doesn't want to give us the rights. So they ended up using like a weird, like a bear or something? Yeah, yeah. It is a bear, actually. It's yeah. like a brown bear. Yep. So lame. Well, it's It will always be Akbar in my heart. <laughs> I hope people dress up like Akbar when they go to the games. But this that could have been perfect for them because mm-hmm. Star Wars is having a real resurgence right now. I'm sure they're not trying to model their identity after something fictitious and stuff. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, Donald Glover, star of Community. Oh, yeah. Star of Atlanta. Yes. Aspiring nerdcore rapper. I guess he's not even really nerdcore. Mm-hmm. He's just re- he's just legit rapping. Mm-hmm. He's going to be Lando in the Han Solo movie. Oh, yeah. Increasing my interest in the Han Solo movie by a thousand percent. I was going to say, because this By is, about eight parsecs. This is the movie that isn't even in the actual stream of the movie. I mean, this isn't... It, yeah, I mean, it's... So this will be, like, after episode eight. Mm-hmm. Like, after the sequel to The Force Awakens, they'll do a Han Solo movie. Standalone. With Donald Glover just revealing Lando's, you know, early rap career, you know, before he became mayor of Cloud City or whatever. Right. Dude, I wish, I hope this movie, when they're like, it's going to be a Han Solo movie, I hope they're like, it's going to be, Han Solo's going to be in the movie, but this is a Lando movie. Right. I wish. What if right. it was just the origin of Lando? That would be awesome. How did Lando become the leader of the floating city? I want to know more about how this came to be. Gonna have to get Glover on yeah. here. When did he? When did he decide to start wearing sweet capes? <laughs> he's just like, I'm gonna bring back the cape. That's my style. I wonder if he's gonna have the same hairstyle <laughs> as <laughs> in Atlanta, right? Well, you or or you know, I was gonna say like the same hairstyle as like the '70s. <laughs> with the mustache and the cape and everything oh yeah you know how they do it so they have to be like oh yeah no even though he was like uh it was 20 years ago mm-hmm. he's still wearing the cape he's got the exact same hairstyle and just so you know it's him right you know? right <laughs> that's how that's Wait how second. hairstyles it's work a, and he was originally billy d williams or whatever right okay so oh smooth he have like 45 didn't baby he have like some sort of like weird turtle face looking thing that like was flying one of those tie <laughs> Yeah, that was in Return of the Jedi. So will there be like a kid version of him or something? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, speaking of of racism, I think that's like Mm. a veiled Asian racism character with the weird weird fish dude hanging out in Return of the Jedi that hangs out with Lando. His name is Neen Num. Neen Num? That's what that guy's name is. And he's a fish. I don't know. He's like a weird, he's like a weird looking alien. He's kind of fish looking. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what his species is called. I don't. I'm not that nerdy. I, I'd have I to just look think it up you're on hypersensitive to race because Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't draw the connection there, but maybe. Dude, there's a lot of uh, in like in Episode One in for Star Wars. There's a lot of racism in that. The dudes at the Jar. beginning. There's like these weird like alien lizard dudes. Mm-hmm. who have like thick japanese accents and they're like the trade federation and they're all about like doing business and then of course jar jar of course it's not like you're perpetuating stereotypes of whatever creature jar jar is supposed to fucking be but i mean yeah, he's like a frog or is it just that he's supposed to be like a slavish feeblish kind of like nigga jim in yeah uh, i Huck mean Finn or whatever misa don't even know what he's supposed to be <laughs> chuck me and some people gonna die son? <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> people keep people keep trying to bring bring back jar jar 
they keep saying like, oh, it's going to be a reveal the Jar Jars hey, and these new movies or whatever. People keep trying to bring back the racism. <laughs> but it never really left. I got news for you. Jar Jar never really left either. Yeah. What if they just like <laughs> strung in like a Jar Jar Lives Matter type oh, of plot Jesus. where it's just oh, revealed that in, in the Star Wars universe, right. there's a lot of like uh, stormtrooper violence against Gungans you know, and Jar Jar leads an uprising of Gungan last matter. Oh god, speaking of like, I, I Hold on, think- I, gotta call, I gotta pitch that right now. I okay. gotta call George Lucas. Okay, you call George Lucas. I'm gonna call Let's the work University of Nebraska because I was at the Husker football game this weekend and all I kept thinking about was a shirt that said black shirts matter or, <laughs> or black shirt lives matter. That's but I, so good. I knew if I said that to any oh, of those man. idiots in the stands that they would have just like, you know, it would have been like the blood that attracts all the sharks. See, Chuck, that's that black privilege, though, because you could wear the black shirt lives matter shirt oh, and dude. everyone be like, yeah, yeah, high five. <laughs> like, can I get one of those? I'm like, nope, <laughs> you <laughs> cannot. Only only I could wear them. This is our shirt. <laughs> it, doesn't, it just doesn't work for you. Yeah, but I'll sell you another shirt or um, subscription to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to Black Vocals Matter. Yeah, no, there was... Those Husker games, there is a little bit of weirdness in there in terms of the way they treat college athletes, I guess. Right. In, as pure entertainment, pure commodity. A kid goes down in pain, and they were screaming, get that young buck in there, oh, you man. know? Yeah, when I went <laughs> to the game earlier this season, yeah, anytime anyone was injured, they're like, ah, he's faking it. Yep. Get up, come on. Or they're all doctors, you know? Right, oh, exactly. Oh, no, right there. yeah, yep, exactly. No, it was his shoulder. Oh, it was his ankle. No, it was, oh, no, he's fine. Yeah, see, I said he was fine. Though. I said he was fine the whole time. I was yeah. right the whole time. Because everyone has tried to call it everything, on everything. In the last game, older dude behind me, probably a couple rows up, if Tommy Armstrong threw the ball twice and it was incomplete twice, why are we not running the football? And then they would do running plays and they would get nowhere. <laughs> and then the guy would be like, why are we just running it up the middle? It's like, well, why didn't you specify it the first time that you screamed the shit out? If they you know? just accepted my coaching application like I sent them, they just, <laughs> this would all be winning national championships every year. Well, why don't you start out in Pop Warner football? Because there's actually a spot that opened up because, did you hear about that story? No, what are oh, you talking about? Oh, man. So there's uh, a teenage football team. I think they were 13 or 14 okay. years old. Yeah, peewee football kind of. Yeah. One of the what kids. Is Pop had, Warner? Yeah. I've heard that before, but I. That is. That's, that's like a guy who was a coach, a famous coach or something. Yep. Who, who did kids football. Right. Essentially Little League yeah. for football. They, this team suited up an 18-year-old brother of one of the kids on the team. Literally, the kid was in street clothes. Took him out of street clothes. Oh, and like, they were like, this dude's on our team right now. And they're like, isn't this for 13-year-olds? Right. And they're and like, the no, had, he's a senior at high school. It's fine. He had facial hair and arm <laughs> tattoos. And they put him on the field. And he Lots played. of 13-year-olds have that now. Oh, yeah. You know how it is. Kids these days. Right. Coach fired, team suspended after 19-year-old suits up for preteen football game, Providence, Rhode Island. Spectators watching the Capital City Buccaneers team compete Sunday morning during a Rhode Island preteen football league game may have noticed a bizarre play on the field. Spotted among the 13- and 14-year-old players was a 19-year-old man who suited up to compete against six against players six years his junior. 
Isn't he like a foot taller than all of them? Oh yeah, look at him. They Why m- did they do it? Just because they lo- they have to win? You get a trophy at the end of the season and it's really cool. Right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this isn't even competitive football. This is like just a neighborhood league. But yeah, and it wasn't like they were out of dudes, you know, or needed like extra guys and stuff because whoever had that uniform on in the first place had to give it over to him. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it said uh, the it was the coach that decided to do it and took responsibility for it. Um, you just got to win. Play to win. You know, maybe all these people that want to uh, shout advice to uh, Coach Riley, start over there. Maybe you can turn that team around. But anyways, the football game, though, yeah, the, the guys are yelling, this is the worst football game I've ever seen. The team has no energy. I mean, that was a real Trump line. <laughs> the team has no low, energy. Low the fans energy. have no energy. The coaches have no energy. And it was because the team was down by four points at halftime. And they won the game. Nebraska won the game. And not only did they win the game, they're seven and zero, so they're automatic. They're bowl eligible already, way faster than they were, you know, before seasons before. Tommy Armstrong set a record for career receptions at the university. No one else has passed as much as he has. Fans still acted like it was a loss, and so team's still in the top ten. But next week they play Wisconsin, and the old guy in the stadium was saying, "Man." If we play, if our offensive line is like that against Wisconsin, they're just going to bend us over and have their way with us and give us the butt pad back. <laughs> That's literally what he said. It's like, oh, sweet. Rape jokes are really yeah. going to motivate well, this right. team. Right. It's to never play good better. enough, right? I mean, unless you're just dominating in the, mm-hmm. you're shutting out every team, you know, it's not, it's not good enough. Right. <laughs> unless no, they're not getting anything on the board and mm-hmm. you're just destroying them with every play. Seriously. It's, you're just not doing it. They'll, right. They will wait to yank the scholarships of the players that took the knee until after Nebraska starts losing. <laughs> and and they, then blame you know, it all They're like, them. wait, let's just feel this out real quick here. So otherwise, I mean, the game was a good game. It was, you know, interesting. Nebraska's having a great season compared to what they've done in the past after a tragedy of losing one of the players, Sam Foltz. There's a lot to be thankful for there, but... You wouldn't guess it when you're sitting in the stands with some of Nebraska's finest. I guess not too bad. What else? <laughs> you want to take you want to take a break and then we can come back and sure. do Trump. Yeah, but uh, Trump it up. Trump up the jams. Trump it up, dude. That would be. I could come up. There's so many things in this election that there's so much focus on Hillary and Trump. They forget to talk about some of the other issues that are actually hugely important issues that are on some of these state ballots that are not elections for president. All these state voter initiatives and things that got on the ballot through petitions or through like weird changes in laws and signatures and and stuff like that. In Nebraska, we're going to be able to vote if we're getting rid of the death penalty or not. But it's actually worded in a really strange way because we had the death penalty. The Unicam, the legislature, Mm -hmm. voted to get rid of it. That's right. And then the governor overrode it? Or he okay, he's, so he's funding the campaign to do a to gather petitions and signatures to have this initiative. So that's kind of it. Basically, the unicameral passed the initiative to repeal the death penalty, 
and the governor vetoed that. The governor ended up getting his veto overrode, which right. has happened now okay. three times. Which in takes the like state. what, like th- it's like three quarters of the legislature. Yeah, it's, it's like two thirds or three quarters or something. It usually doesn't happen, and especially in Nebraska, when you have a Republican governor in a heavily Republican state. And granted, they, it's nonpartisan. However, everybody's registered as a particular party, right. so it's not typical that a Republican governor is going to have his veto overrode let alone three times, let alone on something like the death penalty. Right. I think which just goes to show that there's no reason to continue to do this. They overrode it in the state legislature because they're like, we haven't executed people in a long time. We can't even get the drugs to do it. Uh, right. Pete Ricketts is like ordering weird drugs from India that are like illegal. And the feds are like, I think it was illegal for you to buy those drugs. Oh, yeah. And Oops. stopped it in customs. And right. so it can't get them and is looking to get their money back from India. And they're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Not just that, but Republican senators were saying, look, this doesn't make fiscal sense. And I'm a fiscal conservative and we're just dumping money into this. It costs more money to have this than to have life in prison. Yeah, I, that, that, that blew my mind when they were like, it costs more money to try to do the death penalty than it does to keep someone in prison for life because with the death penalty they get like unlimited appeals and Mm. so they can just be in trial just forever right and it's actually less money to put them in prison for life and then if they get exonerated they're not dead yes you know and there's people in nebraska hundreds of people nationwide now that have been exonerated through DNA evidence or through other methods of people recanting and saying oh, yeah. I made it all up. Mm. People who were in prison for 10 years, 20 years more, Beatrice getting out Six. and being like, oops, you were inter- Yeah, you were innocent the whole time. Yeah, the Beatrice Six was one in, mm-hmm. in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Central Park Five in New York. <laughs> right. You so, know. yeah, we, we got Trump saying, <clears throat> even though DNA evidence exonerated them, I still think they should be put to death. It does. It just doesn't make sense. The death penalty just doesn't make sense anymore. Right. And so it was nice. It was refreshing to see that twist on the conservative argument in terms of fiscal responsibility. But also there was a Christian argument and senators were saying, as a Christian, I cannot, you know, my religion does not permit me to condone this anymore. And so, you know... Right, this is the party of pro-life, pro-death penalty. Hey. Like, how do, how do you reconcile those right. two things? Right, but they were putting their money where their mouth was, at least in that instance. They find a way. They've got that mental, that <laughs> you know, the mental gymnastics down. You know, they say, well, these are lives that have already done terrible things, and we're talking about innocent lives. But yeah, know. so, but the ballot language on this vote in Nebraska is really weird. Yes. A vote to retain... Gets rid of the death penalty. Right. A vote to repeal. Brings the death penalty back. Brings the death penalty back. But the language kind of makes it seem like, yeah, we like, it's like, are you repealing the death penalty? No, repealing means you're bringing the death penalty back. Right. It's so backwards and You're retaining the repeal of the death penalty. But they're trying to make it sound like. Almost in the language of the death penalty's been here. It's the default. It's right. Here, right. Even yeah. though our own legislator were the ones that got rid of it. Yeah. It's know. almost like they're intentionally trying to confuse people. And I think a lot of times on these weird ballot initiatives, when you look at the ballot, they also give you this thing at the end where it's like the text of the law, mm-hmm. but also like things that they took out with like amendments and stuff. So mm-hmm. they'll have like strike through on it. Yep. And it's like all confusing. Like who can even spend the time to read that? Especially when. 
the most ridiculous thing is that this gets almost no press with Trump taking up all the airtime. Yeah. That you go into the ballot and people are like, oh, I didn't even realize this was happening. And now I got to understand, like, what is repeal? What is retain? <laughs> what is this even about? Yeah. I mean, going back a little bit towards the veto, the override of the veto, then Pete Ricketts, he can't leave it alone. He funds this group, and he's so far he spent $300,000 of his own money to basically get this put back onto the ballot. Right, which you think, like, maybe as the governor, maybe you shouldn't be allowed to, like, privately use your money to, like, fund yeah. <laughs> these things to change the laws. Just call it a wash. Um, you right, know? just like, how about follow the system that's in place, you know what I mean? It's Could, It's pretty whack. Yeah. Cut your losses, say you lost this one, take it on the chin and go. He is the kind of guy that thinks that he can push his money around. He, In a lot of ways, he feels like the Midwestern Trump, you know? He just uh, thinks that money can buy whatever kind of government he wants it to be. Well, and the thing that... Well, that doesn't make sense to me is that they went through the process. They repealed the death penalty. They were like, it's a waste of money. It's all this, all these horrible things. But yet this is going to be the hill that the governor's like, no, I love the death penalty so much. You know, I'm willing to fight so hard to keep. It's like, what are you fighting for? Like, why are you fighting for this so hard? Right. It doesn't make any sense. Because not only, let's say for some odd reason, you win this fight after spending almost you know or over a quarter million dollars on this fight you win this fight you still can't kill anybody because you still can't can't get the drugs right you yeah exactly yeah Yeah. you're fighting for the right to like have further legal battles and just waste you know millions of state dollars fighting this fight to put people to death to waste even more money on it than if you just put them in prison for life where they're not going to hurt anybody it's nuts oh yeah so this article was in the washington post Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts and his father spent $300,000 to save the death penalty. Here's what he could have bought instead. And then they basically go on to say what they could have done that would have been great for the state of Nebraska. You could have bought 45 one-year tuition scholarships to the University of Nebraska, one year of health insurance for 102 low-income Nebraskans, Right, like, give it to the homeless shelter, you know what I mean? Like, this country is so messed up that they'd rather pay exorbitant amounts to private prison corporations to lock up the homeless for, like, illegally sleeping on the street Mm -hmm. when it'd be cheaper to be like, hey, here's an apartment, bro. Right. (laughs) It's only 400 bucks a month. Right. You know, no, we'd rather spend thousands of dollars to keep you in jail. (laughs) You know, it it just doesn't even make any sense. And not just that, they're not taking enough money from you and I, so they're going to fine you if you feed a homeless person or give (laughs) them money. Without a permit or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, you know, that's unauthorized humanitarianism here. We're going to have to write you up for that, sir. So, but yeah, that, you know, the death penalty is on the ballot in Nebraska. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of other initiatives in a lot of other states. A huge one that I also don't think is getting the coverage that it deserves is the ridiculous amount of states that are voting to legalize either medical marijuana or full legalization like Colorado, including California and Massachusetts on the East Coast, Mm -hmm. uh, where it's looking like they have a pretty good chance to pass. We could be seeing the coverage after this election being like, well, yeah, of course Trump lost. Oh, but also California, Nevada, Arizona, Maine, and Massachusetts could all legalize recreational marijuana. Yeah. 
That would be pretty insane just looking at the map of the states that would have some form of medic- or marijuana law that goes all the way on the West Coast and curving down into New Mexico. That's Right. I mean, they got a West Coast sweep here. If mm-hmm. California passes, where you know, polls are showing it's got like 60% support, mm-hmm. uh, California, Oregon, Washington, and Alaska... I always forget about Alaska. Right. Friggin' Alaska has medical marijuana. Or no, sorry, full legalized marijuana. Right. Um, although I don't really know what the state of like the retail business is, you know. <laughs> There's all kinds of weird stuff it's, with regulations it's and stuff. It's on the Iditarod. They, they <laughs> right. literally have bricks the of weed on those dog slips. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude, we need to move to Alaska. We can make some money. (laughs) Gotta go print some High Diderod shirts. Oh, dude. Hashtag hashtag High Diderod. Hashtag High Diderod. We're doing this, man. (laughs) We're just gonna do it. So, Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think maybe it's just because we live in Nebraska that it seems like the focus is all about Colorado. When you talk about legalization, it's all about Colorado. Right. Well, and maybe that's our Midwest bias. Well, it's partly our ridiculous government's bias because we've sued the state of Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma. They all were involved in a lawsuit against the state of Colorado for the negative externalities and spillover effects of having to police all this having to having to you police to. this overflow of marijuana you just have to police those border checkpoints it's like colorado is a giant tupperware container and the weed is just spilling over <laughs> the container into our backyard and we don't want that what are you so, gonna do so we're going to sue and have it immediately tossed out but yeah yeah so there's that there's recreational other states have medical on the medical marijuana on the ballot, including Florida and Arkansas. Arkansas and, and North, North Dakota, Dakota. And Montana. Wow. And Nebraska, I don't know, did they ever actually get to the ballot? I know several times they've tried to do like a petition Petitions. to get it on the ballot, but yeah. it never quite gets there. The re- The requirements are all weird because the the amount of signatures you get is based on like however whatever the turnout was in the previous election mm-hmm. so it's like it's always changing and then they're challenging signatures saying these signatures are invalid or you didn't collect them in the right way it's like a whole mm-hmm. mess to try to get this on here yeah i mean they just keep dangling it so far out of reach that i've just become comfortable with the idea that it's not gonna happen here <laughs> i feel if if it happens in arkansas before nebraska that should say something to people (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like maybe it'll it'll happen eventually yeah maybe (laughs) maybe maybe it just seems like it's inevitable at this point i mean more and more states are doing it i mean i wonder at what point the feds step in and just say like yeah it's fine right (laughs) like you've got so many states now that you're looking to be like oh maybe i'm gonna drive from colorado to california oh wait no i i can't or whatever Mm -hmm. where you've got like seattle being like Oh, you've got weed and you're flying to San Francisco? Like, that's fine. Right. <laughs> we don't even care. Just mm-hmm. hop on a plane. Yeah. It's nuts. It's medicine. <laughs> you right? Know? No, yeah, right. It, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I like looking at the map and being like, wow, you, you live in Utah, you feel kind of bad, but you really got a fielder's choice here. I mean, you can go to any state around you, just about. Same with Idaho. <sighs> yeah, it's growing so fast. I mean, it's funny to think that for so long, people have been saying, oh, yeah, it's you know it's gonna happen it's it's like it's actually happening yeah yeah maybe it's just because everything else is so chaotic that something like this is able to slip through and 
everyone's like, yeah, fine, whatever. Let's just move on to right. something. <laughs> but the last one that I want to talk about is <clears throat> this crazy one in Maine. So Maine not only has that they're voting for legalized as well, but Maine also has a voter initiative for ranked choice voting. So Ooh, nice. yeah. this is where you are, they're changing their entire system of how voting works in Maine. Mm-hmm. So normally when you go to vote, you're filling out your ballot. Let's just use the example of president. You go and you say, oh, there's Hillary Clinton, there's Donald Trump, there's Gary Johnson, there's Jill Stein, Evan McMullen, maybe, depending on what state you're in. There's other weird parties, Socialist Party, mm-hmm. Workers Party. There's like the Working Families Party. There's a Conservative Party, a Constitution Party. You know, sometimes you see all these on your ballot, but you only get to vote for one, right? right. It's just like, pick yours, pick your one that you want. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're like, well, you know, maybe I, I really don't like Hillary or Trump. Maybe I'll vote for Gary Johnson or Jill Stein or somebody else. Mm-hmm. But they have no chance of winning. So what's the point? I'm throwing right. my vote away. With ranked choice voting, you rank <clears throat> all the choices in order. So you say, this is my first choice, this is my second choice, this is my third choice. So, I mean, you could basically go in and say, hey, my first choice is Gary Johnson. My second choice is Hillary Clinton. My third choice is Jill Stein. My fourth choice is Trump. Mm -hmm. And so then when they tally up the votes, first they tally up everybody's first picks. Right. If no one, like, has a majority, then they just say, okay, well, that first person didn't... Let's go to everyone's second choice, right? Right. Everybody who voted for Jill Stein, Jill Stein didn't win the first time, so if you're, who's your second choice? Oh, it's mm-hmm. Hillary. Now Hillary wins, you know, because more people had her as the second choice. Right. Uh, it's a much more fair system of voting, and it allows you to actually rank your choices to just say, in this, you know, in this election, pe- so many people are, you're voting against someone. Mm-hmm. I'm voting against Trump by voting for Hillary, even though I don't really want to vote for either of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a choice. With this one, you could you could rank those other ones higher and just say, hey, that Hillary's my second choice or whatever. So it can lead to a, an election system that allows third parties a better chance of, right. of having a, a chance of success because more people could say, oh, I'll put them as my first or second choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows them to maybe actually gain uh, some seats in you know the state legislature and stuff like that. So I really hope this passes. I don't think there's a lot of information on, like, if this is going to pass. I don't think a lot of people really understand what this means mm-hmm. uh, to to really know. I really hope it passes. I think it would be really cool to have that, at least in one state. And then maybe, you know, maybe we can take it farther. Yeah, absolutely. Another one that I kind of would like to um, look at or hope passes is in Colorado. has nothing to do with weed is the Colorado care system uh, amendment 69 that yeah. they're talking about. Okay. That's the healthcare one where right. it's like single payer, single payer. I would love to see that pass because maybe if the marijuana thing starts pretty much in Colorado, maybe this starts in Colorado and there becomes a chain reaction where 15 years down the road, we're saying, look, it doesn't make any sense for us to not have a nationwide single-payer system. Right. And I think Vermont, I think, was one state that had talked about doing this or tried to do it, mm-hmm. or, or maybe in the future, in next year's ballot or something, that'll mm-hmm. be a choice. A lot of states are fed up with waiting for the federal government to come in and, and fix health care. And yeah. with Obamacare, you know, early on, they were saying, well, maybe there's like a single-payer government option where you could go with private insurance, or you could just sign up with you know, Medicare for mm-hmm. all, you know, as Bernie Sanders used to say, yep. just a Medicare for all system where it's like, hey, everybody can get this. There's yep. no 
disqualifying thing just provided to anyone that signs up so that you don't have people dying in the street or having medical bankruptcies when they have, you know, a medical crisis in their family. It's not destroying their entire life, which some people think is good. I guess there's some people are opposed to that for some reason. Right. I don't know. Or the idea that, you know, if somebody comes in, they have nothing, literally nothing, and you still have, the doctors still have to perform an right, operation. Right, if they come, show up in the emergency room right. or whatever. And, and then it's the taxpayer's bill, you know, something that seems to be responsible for everybody. So Right, but yeah, so states <laughs> are now setting up or trying, some people are trying to get set up like a state system that could provide that. And I think that's a great idea. And I think that's a great first step. And I really hope that some of these pass and that they can work, you know, that we right. can start to get some data about like what's a good system. Unlike Obamacare, which is kind of stuck now where there's all these premiums are rising and costs are rising and there's no public option and insurers are dropping out. Yes. Because people are saying like, I hate Obamacare so much, I'd rather pay the penalty and sign up for it and get mm-hmm. health insurance mm-hmm. people are like well maybe we can fix it but you know no one in congress or the senate is going to lift a finger to, oh. to do anything unless it's repeal repeal and replace with who knows what if no any, one can decide on the republican side what the replace is if anything if we haven't learned anything else in this country regardless of what political spectrum you're on we should have learned by now in the last eight years that we cannot rely on the Congress to agree on anything and do anything in the best interest of this country. They're right. not going to do it. It just seems so ridiculous. So now it's pretty much putting it into the hands of, well, let's see the states try doing it and, you know, see if it's working for them and maybe we can make it go viral or something. Because <laughs> right. seriously, that's it's a, it's a breakdown on the federal level right now. Right. And it just it's crazy to think that They'll easily spend like, oh, you want like a trillion dollars for research into like fighter jets and drone bombs and, you know, (laughs) robot warfare and all that. Like, yeah, no, sure. Throw trillions and trillions into that. Mm -hmm. But other people are like, hey, maybe if, you know, I get into a car accident and break my leg, it shouldn't ruin my entire family's life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, can I maybe just get some help with that? And they're like, no, we're worried about the terrorists. So we got to spend all this money on drone strikes. We don't have money to help you if you get sick or, you you know, you can't work. We got to protect you from the terrorists, but we can't protect you from getting the flu. Right. You know, that that's yeah. just ridiculous. We can't protect you from the poverty of a substandard minimum wage, but we can protect you from terrorists if they come over in this specific way. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, but we can't protect you from, like, the minimum wage person who goes to their job at Burger King, even though they have the flu. Right. And just infecting everybody. <laughs> Seriously. You know, that's yeah. we're not worried about that kind of protection. Mm-mm. You know, we're more about, like, the, you know, military subcontractor <laughs> right. protection is really what yeah. we're more interested yeah. in. Yeah. If, you know, if that was biological terror, we'd be all about that. <laughs> right. But that's just some dude that's sick and he should be sick wherever right. he is. That's so. the new, that's <laughs> the new, like, ISIS attack plan is that they're just going to, like, not wash their hands and, like, touch all the door handles at a McDonald's. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh, man. They got us with that bioterrorism yep. again. They're going to sneeze and not use a Kleenex. <clears throat> yes. Yes. <laughs> ISIS is so devious. Man. Man. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool to, you know, man, this Ballotpedia, Ballotpedia is a great site in terms of really just kind of laying everything out there. Right. They have information about every state, all the different initiatives. I mean, there's like 100 or like 160 different ones in all these different states from gun control, you know, 
changes in taxes, changes in, you know, yeah, tobacco minimum regulations. Wage. Right. Yeah. Lots of people voting on increasing the minimum wage through state ballot initiatives. So what about what about this gun control here? Um, it looks like there's four states that have gun control measures that are on the ballot. California, Maine, Nevada, and Washington. And California has particularly large capacity ammunition magazine ban. What do you think the odds are that something like this can have any kind of success, given that San Bernardino happened right there? I mean, I think the gun issue is so... Toxic? Well, it is, but it's also, there's so many guns that making something illegal in the future, it's like, it's almost like it's too late. Right. Like, we could ban high-capacity magazines, but people already have boxes and boxes of them, you right. know? Or they just make them themselves. Can't put the toothpaste or, back in the tube. Right, yeah, they just make them themselves. They just home-make them, you know what I mean? 3D print them. 3D print them, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's almost like, I, I understand the need to want to ban that kind of stuff, but it's like, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. It just makes it harder to get. You create a black market for it. People mm -hmm. want to get it. They're going to get it. You know, stuff about background checks for buying guns and stuff like that. You know, high capacity magazine ban. It's like, I mean, I guess it's better than nothing, but sure. I don't really think it's going to change anything. But do you think that the background checks have a chance at even like passing Nevada, Washington, no. Maine? <laughs> yeah. It almost seems like these things get put on there just so that people can see that some people are thinking about it, but it really has no other... It's symbolic, right. almost. No, absolutely. You know? And you know what? I remember in the 90s, mm -hmm. when Nebraska had 416, to put in our state constitution to ban gay marriage. I went out there, I protested, I held <laughs> up a sign on 72nd and Dodge, Yep. and at the time, I was like in high school, and I was like, this is idiotic. Right. <laughs> it's unconstitutional. Right. Everyone knows it's unconstitutional. It's going to get declared unconstitutional eventually, but our state government would rather spend millions fighting it, amending the state constitution just to be like, ah, oh, gay marriage, ugh. They're scoring points for the afterlife. To accomplish nothing. They're scoring points for the afterlife. That's not nothing. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, they want to make sure that it's known. Right. So, I mean. They said, cut it out. Yeah. So all these measures, it's like they have no bearing on like what is good policy, right, mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. In a lot of cases, it's just we just want to we're angry about this and we just want to do this, even though we know it's going to get overturned or we know it's not going to have any impact or change. Mm -hmm. We just want to get it out on the, you know, get it written down so that we can just express how angry we are. Bring it up. Well, let's take yeah. let's take it out yeah. on a high note. Yeah. A high Ditterod. Hi, Diderod. There we go. Let's take it out. Let's ride this. Ride the <laughs> ride hashtag. Hi, Diderod. Home to victory. All right. How about that proposition 16 California forcing um, corn actors to wear condoms? <laughs> to wear condoms? I saw that one as you well. Mm -hmm. It's just not worth it. <laughs> well, we didn't introduce ourselves tonight, but this is Chuck. <laughs> and I've been Brendan. <laughs> And we are the Liquid Flannel Podcast. Um, we will keep bringing, bringing you more quality stuff in the future. So uh, tune in again and uh, have a great night.